0: Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays, 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. Zach Hewitt in for Rob Breckenridge. You know, when when you fill in from, I I do shows on Q107 down the hallway too. So (laughs) Patrick, the producer, gets a kick out of rocking out on a Friday. I appreciate that. Thank you, sir. It makes me feel at home. Very wonderful. Huawei. Ericsson. BlackBerry, many others offering amazing technologies for our world. The thought, though, that, or at least the prospect that Huawei could insert technology that allows a back door for their government to access our networks anytime. I, mean, I think you have to look at the presidential election down in the States a couple years ago when Trump stood up on stage and said, come on, somebody go find those emails. And like by the end of his speech, somebody had hacked in and found them. Um, goes to show the power and the vulnerability of the things. So imagine if there was just a back door, like you just literally like, oh, yeah, hey, let's just open her up and see what's inside. It's a scary, scary Scary notion, and it's one of the things that uh, has stayed with me in conversation about Canada. Uh, Joining me on the phone, our guest is Kristen Cianfrani. How did I do, Kristen?
1: You did it perfect. Yes! Thank you very much. Happy International Women's Day to me.
0: (laughs) For pronouncing your name right. (laughs) Exactly. We've come a long way. Um, Indeed. The uh, cyber safety in the Canadian military, uh, Kristen is president and CEO of CADSI, C-A-D-S-I. What is CADSI?
1: It's the, a, a lo- the largest national association that uh, looks after the defense and security uh, industry partners, so companies that operate in the sector. So uh, the real, the acronym spreads out to Canadian Association of Defense and Security Industries. Wow. Yeah, it's a
0: mouthful. It sounds very, very fancy. Um, Uh, So there's been an awful lot of talk, and and let's just sort of off the top of our heads. So there's election, um, literally fraud allegations that have gone on with voting systems and hacking those kinds of things. There is, of course, access to literally confidential files and banking information. There would be, in the world of the military, the technology uh, you drones, you know, autonomous style things, hacking of those things. Um, what else comes to the top of your mind of other topics that we've heard recently that may or may not be vulnerable?
1: Yeah. So, I mean, uh, to come back to your point about, you know, all L- the election stuff, which is really something that's pressing, you know, in the Canadian consciousness right now, uh, we, when we hear talk about the subject, it's not so much about, you know, hacking into voting machines or voting technologies. It's about big myths and disinformation campaigns uh, that are going to hit, you know, Canadians through, through influence. So through, you know, your Facebook, your Twitter, the the, the news. I hate to call it fake news, uh, but uh, the, the information that you're being fed about either candidates or their stances can be completely wrong or incorrect or, or, or very highly characterized based on, you know, what people know about you um, and how much they breached your privacy. That's one. Uh, The other thing in in Canada, I mean, I'm sure you've seen in the papers, uh, we're buying planes and uh, building ships and um, some of those technologies, uh, you know, in, in, in the future as the... The, uh, the technology within them in their supply chains uh, evolves over time, those technologies can, be, can also be equally vulnerable. So when we look at it in the context of the armed forces, those are the kinds of things that, that we're specifically looking at, which is are our armed forces going to become more and more vulnerable either to misinformation or disinformation campaigns and or is the technology that they're using, which in some cases our companies are providing, can those technologies? become vulnerable in the future
0: all right so thank you for creating that context of the cambridge analytica conversation and then the does the gps in the airplane have a hole in it where someone could access that
1: right and it sounds like it's totally surreal right like uh, well it the, sounds like a movie it it does and I and I think actually that's some of the reasons why you know people talk about Canadians being complacent is because we we really do think it's a bit of science fiction but the reality is it's not it 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 happens all the time now
0: a text message just came in which is I think a a great uh, next turn for us Kristen can we buy a used system to protect us from all of this from some other country in the world (laughs) I think the implication, of course, is that our our ongoing purchases of uh, used military equipment that we seem to just inherit from other places.
1: Right. So I think the first thing is, you know, where are we getting it from, right? First and foremost, uh, despite the fact that I I am in favor of new equipment, no question about (laughs) it, Uh, um, uh, you know, I think our our CF deserves the best, uh, but... Uh, at least, uh, thank God, we're going out and getting those CF-18s from Australia, right? We're getting them from our Five Eyes partners. We're the closest, you know, allies in the world, and, uh, and we do share uh, threat information. We do share sa- you know, satellite data information with our partners, and we go, we don't fight anymore in, uh, in missions that are not coalitions. So at least, you know, we're getting, at least we're getting our used equipment from, uh, um, from, from the neighbor we Trust? There you go, from trusted partners. I don't know right? if
0: you've ever been to a party with Australians, but they're often the life of the party. So
1: they're, They can be pretty wild, <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> okay, so is Canada safe? Kristen, this is what you do, military, security, all of those things. Is Canada safe or are we literally uh, going to this digital battle with slingshots?
1: I believe our Canadian forces can very well defend itself from the threats today. Uh, What we highlighted in our report, though, is that the the cyber speed is astronomically fast. And so if you feel as though you are safe today, uh, six months from now you are probably vulnerable. And that's the thing you have to recognize, is if you're not moving forward at a very rapid pace, you will quite quickly find yourself behind. And in Canada, we have a couple of impediments to moving as fast as we possibly can. One of those is the fact that we don't have uh, an an environment or a physical structure, whether that's a bricks-and-mortar building or something in cyberspace that lets industry and government collaborate on tools, technology, skills, and also on uh, the threats that are coming. That's one. And then the second is our procurement systems. Uh, You know, Clearly, you've been following uh, how long procurement can take in this country. Our procurement systems are just, quite frankly, too slow for us to be able to get things in the hands of the military in an expedient manner so that they can move as fast as they need to.
0: I don't think we ever seem to actually procure anything. (laughs) I guess I would... You know, I don't remember the last time when there was an article or release that came from the government and said, hey, guess what? Our new cars are here. Right? Like,
1: well, you know what? Uh, so, so I'll challenge you on that one. Please. Uh, they, they, yeah, they do. They did just make an announcement about the preferred preferred bidder, the selection, of the preferred bidder for our new um, Canadian surface combatants that'll be made out of Halifax, mm-hmm. and that's a real, That's like super exciting, eh? For anyone, I mean, that's a the second largest procurement in the country, and uh, the Navy needs ships, right? So, so it can it can happen, and you know, as as an association that looks, at, it kind of looks. Those things on a regular basis, everyone's pushing real hard to get to get good equipment in the hands of the military. Well, that's
0: fair. Uh, although you did say that's very exciting, eh? Which I thought was particularly Canadian of you. Um, the the urgency around this, though, you're, the article does suggest the, a genuine sense of urgency in reevaluating all of this. What does the military say? I'm sure they must say, "Hey, yeah, we would love this stuff."
1: Yeah, so, I mean, when we did this report, too, uh, we talked to 70 uh, uh, individuals, ex- experts, uh, and, you know, some of those 70 people were in the Department of National Defense, uh, in public safety, in the, and in academic, academia, and in, in, uh, in, obviously, in industry. So um, the consensus was oh, my God, we, we really do need to do something here, and uh, we, but we're going to have to tackle it in very different ways from the way in which we've done it before. So the, that's the good news.
0: Okay, so I have one more question for you. We're going to take a very quick break here um, in regards to how people access this stuff. Kristen Cien Ferrani, President and CEO of CADSI, C-A-D-S-I. More coming up next, 770 CHQR. 770 CHQR 146, our guest right now, I'm Zach, In for Rob Breckenridge is Kristen Cianfarani President and CEO of CADSI. Now, one of the things you, your organization talking about the Canadian military, Kristen, so when we look at the weakest link in the chain is often the problem. At home, when we talk about security at home, you know, if you don't protect your, you know, I don't know, your Google Home or, if there's access anywhere along the line, someone could access your Google Home or your phone or whatever to get at your computer and your private information. Inside the chain of what is the military and what is the government, do we see security inside that being a concern? Because the Huawei conversation is a big one. And is does that ever come into the discussion for you from the military perspective?
1: Yeah. I mean, there, there are points all along the chain, right? Um, the single weakest link in all of these things traditionally is the human side, which is, you know, and when we see, uh, we certainly seen in other nations where um, they've been the, you know, uh, uh, militaries have been the victims of misinformation campaigns with respect to the soldiers or the men and women that are out in the field. So, so you know, they, there will be information sent to the families that uh, that one of their sons or daughters has died, right? And that and that is a, a, a real vulnerability. Uh, it's a human vulnerability, but it's a real vulnerability. Another one is uh, the technology that we, uh, the industry, puts. puts it's within our own products. We're parts of supply chains, um, whether they be coming from another nation. If it's a, a platform, for example, so we don't make airplanes in Canada, fighter planes in Canada, but we certainly contribute heavily to the supply chains and. We, we, Canadians or, and or other nations that provide technology, can also be another weak link. Uh, there are, they're innumerable, right? Uh, and the insidious part about this space that we work in is that those weak links are, are really easy to find. They're really easy to exploit. And they're, they can be done quite quickly with, you know, two, two kids in a basement, So you don't need a lot of quote-unquote firepower to take out a a nation. Wow. Thank you very much.
0: It's very scary. If somebody wants to read more about this, Kristen, where do they go?
1: Uh, well, we we put out a report. Uh, it's uh, certainly online. Uh, we're happy to have people reach out to us as well. Uh, we we have a, we do have our own uh, website, so uh, you can if you Google CADSI, we're the CADSI. the first uh, we're the first thing that pops up. So people can can come and look at our stuff uh, in the public realm.
0: Christian Cianferani, thank you very much for your time today.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Zach.
0: Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk, 770 Calgary.